It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, and welcome to the Paddock Podcast with Adam McCola, Stephen Hausen, Jay Motti, and me, Joe Smith. We are live with the Paddock Podcast every single Monday at 4pm on YouTube. The Paddock Podcast title sponsor is Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming. Enjoy this week's show. Jay here from Shetford Paddock, and this is the Paddock Podcast. And joining me are two titans of the Manchester United fan base, Mr. Joe Smith. What are you doing? At? You are titans. 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 You are. What is You're a titan? titan? It's um, from Greek mythology. Mm. Oh, it's, um, nice. So, so yeah. is it not a moon? It is a moon. I think it's one of the moons of Saturn, is it? Or yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. Also, get involved in the comments and let us know. How are you doing, Jay? I'm good. Yeah, not too bad, man. What, what are we what talking mean? about today? Uh, well, first of all, we're going to introduce Alex Bagley. Oh. Stop being rude, eh? Mm. Yeah. Thanks, Housewives' favourite. Come on. So we are. How are you? I'm good, mate. Yeah. Really good. Are you part of Salford Massive yet? Not yet. I'm not going to tell anyone <clears> more specific, but he is moving near me, Knuckles. <laughs> 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 Here's your pub code, so it's fine, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? Someone stopped me and I hope he's watching. I was walking to the bus stop the other day and someone stopped me and went, Yo, Jay, he went, you really do live in Eccles. <laughs> <laughs> Dreams really do come true. I love oh, that. I love it. Like it's so it's mental not. that you live in Eccles. How'd you lie about that? It's <laughs> <laughs> not lying. Oh, bless him. So hard. Um, yeah, what we're talking about anyway? We're we'll talking about David De Gea a little bit. He's been in the news over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, not a, in the Spain yeah, squad. Sorry. Weird contrasting talk. One of, he might be United's next captain. The other of, he shouldn't be starting again for United. So <laughs> that's like, you know. let's get married or split up. Yeah, exactly. Those are the two options. We're going to get, yeah, we, yeah. We either need to have a kid or yeah. we need to break up. Yeah. Do you know when someone proposes yes. and then the other person goes, no, and then they go, well, we've got to break up then. Yeah. You can't just go back to being just slightly less than proposed to. No. You have to go either yes or we're done. I can't believe people propose and they don't know the answer they're going to get. I, I, that's, that's that's crazy, yeah. isn't it? Imagine. Like, you must know. Like, yeah. Why are you taking but that? But then here's the, here's the thing, Jay. Would it feel even better if you weren't certain before you did it? No. That risk <laughs> reward. No. Because no. at some point you propose, you're basically already engaged. Because if I got a no, yeah, we're having the, the biggest row ever. Crisis right? talks. Yeah, crisis talks. <laughs> I'm seeing my kids once a month if I'm lucky, mm. and then it's just like my life's. Gone to the dogs. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I'd have to know. So bring it back to David De Gea a little bit. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, but I think we need to talk topic. about this more because what's worse right. is when you get live people, people live streaming it. Like oh, even a sh- yeah. I've seen one guy in a shopping center who got a no. People oh. were filming it. Like Amazing. everyone's walking around. He's proposed to his missus and he's just gone. Nah, do you know what? And here's the other thing. Up. Let's can I just this. can I just say what? If if and this, I know this might be like against your principles or whatever. If you are a man or woman and you are in public, privately do what you want, and you are in public and someone proposes to you, say yes. Yeah. And then afterwards, drag them to one side and go, I didn't want to do this in front of everyone because it would kill you. Joe but it's a no. Advice. Honestly, just Hot don't man. do it. If you're in a shopping center, don't kill someone in public. Kill them in private. <laughs> that is sage advice. Yeah. I, if it's I'm at impressed. home and you just watch the end of Friends and you're crying because they've all put the keys on the desk or whatever and they've all left and then someone proposes, you go, Get up, you twat. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. But don't do that in Selfridges. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Don't do that I in mean, the duty-free of a ferry when you're doing it in public. Just say yes. Drag them back and go, what have we said about this? Yeah. You absolute fool. See, it was worth going down that avenue because you've given everyone a fantastic life lesson. You've probably saved some relationships I've saved marriages there. You've saved marriages and possibly lives. Yes, one or the other. Anyway, David De Gea. There's two extremes, Alex Bagley, as Joe's just mentioned. He's either the captain mm. of this ship mm-hmm. or he needs to be sold. And what that's, we're going to do here, I want to go the spectrum through, we're dealing with. I want to go through Enrique's comments, obviously the Spain manager's comments, and then there's a really good thread on Twitter that sort of detailed a few of the stats behind De Gea this season, yeah. kind of suggesting that he might not be, you know, all he's cracked up to be this season might not have been a return to glory that we thought. But go give sort of opinions first and then I'll get into some of that in, in a few minutes. The floor is yours. Senator. It's mad, isn't it? Because I think... The the whole argument everyone goes is you're either want Dean Henderson to start every week or David Hayer. And I think you said a few times, what if the answer's I don't want either of them? Yeah, there is a the third way, as Bill Clinton said. I'm not sure about Dean Henderson. I don't think he might be as good as everyone thinks he is. I think he thinks he's as good as you know, well everyone said. says. Um, and I think you don't think he's a bad goalkeeper, but De Gea, I think all these things that get mentioned, especially about his distribution, his kicking, his throwing, everything. And also this, is he the best shot stopper or you know, does he do this one or two that makes him look a lot better than he is. I think that's a definite question as well. But I think this summer, I don't think that'll get resolved. I think mm. that this is something for, I think there's other priorities in the squad. I think we'll, midfielder will finally get sorted, hopefully this summer. I think another defender, another forward. And I think goalkeeper is last on the list. I don't think there's many goalkeepers out there that you just go, let's go for. And I'm not sure anyone's convinced on Dean Henderson fully yet. Just on that front, how important do you think the goalkeeper issue is? Because it mm. seems like there's one school of thought, which Baggers has mentioned there, is that there might be an issue with the goalkeeper, but it's so far down the pecking order that it's not top of the list, whereas in an ideal world, then maybe it could get addressed. Do you feel it is? Sort I of think it's higher up than some people are okay. making out, personally. I think, I think, I mean, you know, let's let's get straight into Enrique's quote then, because I think yeah, he can say way. it better than me. And I know that a lot of you know De Gea quite rightly has a lot of fans. A lot of people love David De Gea. He's he has had some world class seasons for Manchester United. Seasons where arguably he was the best goalkeeper in the world, not just you know in the top you know two or three. I think he's been the best goalie in the world at times at United. But modern football isn't the same football that we were playing ten years ago. Uh, and, and the expectations of a goalkeeper have modified and changed over the last decade, and I don't think De Gea's gone with that. This is um, Luis Enrique, who, again, is a treble-winning manager at Barcelona, has won the, uh, the Champions League, 
is, you know, getting Spain back on track after a few rocky years is as good as anyone in the world at, you know, picking teams to play out from the back and control possession. This isn't just me saying this. He said, uh, I have to look at three goal, uh, three starting goalkeepers, and I think that right now I have them. This is after De Gea was dropped from the Spain squad, so De Gea isn't one of these three goalkeepers. Honestly, I wouldn't have an issue with starting any of them. Uh, Unai has accumulated some interesting experience. Um, he also says a goalkeeper should start and, uh, and play and generate the first superiority. They must dominate the aerial play, right? I need a goalkeeper that transmits peace and calmness. To me, that doesn't mean they won't make mistakes. Errors are part of football, but what they generate, I like a lot. The crucial thing there is a goalkeeper should start the play and generate the first superiority. They must dominate the aerial play. Now, if I can just go straight into this um, this thread on, on, on David De Gea that's on Twitter, yep. talking about how much he he gathers the ball and how his um, aerial superiority or lack thereof um, compares to other goalkeepers. So in terms of comparing him to goalkeepers in the Premier League, crosses stopped, he is in the sixth percentile, which means that 94% of goalkeepers are better than David De Gea stopping crosses. He's in the bottom 6%. So he just does not dominate aerially, which obviously, you know, Luis Enrique knows, and that's what he's referencing there. He does not dominate the ball aerially. I'll go into, you know, we'll sort of go through this as we go along. But immediately, he's put three goalkeepers ahead of David De Gea. And, and, you know, I think it's, uh, it's Unai Simon, David Rea, and Robert Sanchez, right? None of those three are as big a name as David Hare. No. None of them are on a fraction of what he earns, or they're all on a fraction of what he earns. And yet, a man who's got the option to pick David Hare without having to worry about his wages isn't even putting him in the squad ahead of those three. That is quite telling to me. Baggers, yeah. where do you stand on that? I'll give you my opinion it, in a minute. I, I mean, it's, it's right. I mean, David Hare's not claimed crosses since we signed him. I, rem- I remember that first... First game in the Premier League, Phil Jones telling him to get his elbows up. And remember the Blackburn game we lost yeah. three two with the um, Yukubu. Yeah, it was all it, over the gaff. It's just like literally Phil Jones saying you need to get your elbows up and start doing that because yeah. you're not going to win the ball doing what you were doing in Spain. There's obviously a worry there, um, but like I said, I'm just not sure we're in the position to replace him right now. I think this contracts now. I mean, Joe went through the the contracts of the players and the, great event, that, the, by the, way. the, yeah. the ridiculousness of some of them, and, and De Gea seems to have you know passed on this, and you've got this first on 375 grand a week that you just can't move on now and there's nowhere going to take him because there are, everyone's got these question marks over him and mm. the, you know Barcelona have got a better goalkeeper Real Madrid have got a better goalkeeper they're not going to take him PSG have just spent the money on uh, Don and Rummer and they've still got Neves um, Kayla Navas there so they've yep. not exactly got they've not got the issues so they're the three that are going to take him yeah who can Where, afford him <coughs> and no would want else. him can I like I get the argument and I've I've criticised David De Gea's distribution and more is the command of his area. I think we'll come to me, his distribution. Yeah, yeah, I think minutes. the command of his area has been a bugbear of mine really since 2011. I just thought this guy's yeah. just not. He bolts up a little bit mm-hmm. as he got older, and you thought, okay, maybe he's going to be a bit more physical. It didn't quite happen, but you know, you think, okay, he's such a good shot mm-hmm. stopper, as you mentioned there, from sort of 2000 and what are we saying, 15 to 18? Yeah. Those yeah. four yeah. years, if you count those years, yeah. he was arguably the best goalkeeper in the world. So, you know, he gets away he gets away with it. But then like and I understand the arguments and all the rest of it, but has he not been hampered a little bit by his defence? Is it not Absolutely. because when we're looking at United and you look at say we we won the title in two thousand and thirteen with David De Gea in goal. Now I don't think David De Gea was amazing that season. 
I think Rio Ferdinand and Nemanja Vidic were. Yeah. I think Rio Ferdinand are very underrated. I know he played only 28 games, but he was fantastic in those games. I thought we were very, very strong as a back four unit. I think that helped the goalkeeper. Mm -hmm. And I think now you're almost in the reverse where Luke Shaw's just had his worst Premier League season ever. Harry Maguire's just had his worst Premier League season ever. Raphael Varane's made a glass, um, which, you know, and I like Raphael Varane. The right back is a merry-go-round because everyone's poor. Mm. Now, okay, yeah, the goalkeeper's got to take responsibility, but that's terrible to have to stand behind as a goalkeeper is. at Manchester United. So are we being a little bit harsh on that front, or do you think that, no, despite all those things, you're still Manchester United's goalkeeper, you've still been the Manchester United's goalkeeper for nine years, or sorry, 11 years, you should fix up a bit? I think so, but the players you'd need to get in to correct that, so the... The, this high line issue that people keep mentioning about Man United and we can't play it and all this because of the players we've got and the goalkeeper's one of them that he doesn't want to start outside of his box when mm. the other team got the ball and clear things like Allison does and you think where where's where are those Allison Edison nearly in the other half sometimes yeah. with the ball. David De Gea is not going to do that. The centre halves you'd need. You look at what Liverpool did. They got away with it, but they had Van Dijk and I think it was Joe Gomez mm. who played a lot of games when they had Carriers behind him who had that pace to recover and had that. They could do a bit of both. To have someone of that pace, we haven't got any of those defenders in this. We've not got a ridiculously quick centre-half that you drop in there that can cover that. We're not going to play three at the back, or are we? That's the next question. Mm. To kind of cover for the fact that De Gea does it. I'm just not sure you've got the defenders, even if Maguire plays well, even if Varane plays well, even if Lindelof plays well, or even if you get one more in that can make up for De David De Gea not claiming crosses. I don't think there is a well, defender you, that does that. You look at, at Liverpool and their crosses faced. So they, they're in the bottom 6% for crosses faced. They just don't concede many crosses because of how they set the game up. Um, <coughs> but then when you look at the crosses stopped percentage, um, Edison is in the top 25%. Uh, so when the ball does come in, he's better than 75% of goalkeepers at claiming it. So they don't concede that many crosses because they're so good. And yet, even with Van Dijk and Gomez and Canate uh, and, and Matip in there, he still... Are you talking about Alisson, sorry? Alisson, sorry. Alisson. sorry, sorry Alisson. Alisson. No, of course, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. yeah. Alisson, right. Even with all those players in there who are good in the air, who are quick, who are in good positions, he still claims more crosses than 75% of goalies. Right. Because it's part of commanding your box. So I, I agree with you that... When Vidic and Ferdinand were there, he had less to do and his his weaknesses were exposed less. But, you know, we're not going to get a team as good, a, a, a partnership as good as as Ferdinand and Vidic, maybe ever again, let alone this season. Yeah, that's a comment. And, and, and I think the point almost goes back to when we talk about, actually, before we get to that, let's let's keep going through this a little bit because, you know, that's comparing him to, to other goalkeepers. Um, when it comes to shots saved and the percentage of, of shots saved, apparently, again, back to this, this thread here, which is really good. Um, uh, David De Gea is very good at shopping mid-range shots. That's sort of at between the six-yard box and the 18-yard box. He's very good at that. Those sort of quick reaction saves where you can move one way and, and save it. He's outside of the box are below average. His inside of the, the six-yard box are below average. And the amount of shots he's conceding from inside the six-yard box is way above average because he doesn't command that area very well. Okay. He's conceding more shots inside the box than most other goalkeepers in the league because he allows play to come into his six-yard box because he doesn't um, prevent it, which is worrying. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, looking at outside the box, this is him as a sweeper goalkeeper. Defensive actions outside the penalty area. So this is when he comes outside the 18-yard box to do anything. 
he's in the again in the bottom six percentile of, of goalkeepers, which means that 94% of keepers are more willing to leave their box, clear the ball, pass it out, win a header, whatever, you know, get a tackle than he is. And the average distance of his defensive actions, as in how close to his goal line is he when he plays the ball, he is again in the bottom 27th percentile. And this is a Manchester United goalkeeper. We do have possession more often than not. You know, I know against City and Liverpool we get dominated, but most games we have a high percentage of possession, which means we would have the ball higher at the pitch. He's still very low down on where he's touching the ball. He just doesn't like to leave his box. And I think, I love, he's done so much, so many good things for United and he's won big trophies and he's put in some of the most incredible saves and I'll, and I'll still say he's the best shot stopper I've ever seen. But we talk about replacing players. Spain can have David De Gea if they want to and they put Unai Simon, David Rea and Robert Sanchez ahead of him. Could we not get a player of one of their quality before the start of next season? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. For under 20 million quid. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. We could do, but is the argument there that this selection is purely based on Louis Enrique's opinion? Yeah. It's not, it's not a definitive, they are no, better that's than true. De Gea. And I'm not saying that, you know, you can't dismiss Louis Enrique. He gave us his CV. We all know what he did at Barcelona and what he did as a player for that matter. And, you know, he's, he's done, doing well as, as well as you, you mentioned at Spain. But it is an opinion, isn't it? It is mm-hmm. like he prefers those players. Yep. And also, you know, as it, his style, his, his style of players, he wants those players because they're su- they suit his style better. So... You're right. We could get one of them players, but the, the, the sort of the counter arguments of that would be, well, maybe Eric Ten Hag has a different opinion than Louis Enrique. Maybe mm-hmm. Louis Enrique and Eric Ten Hag don't agree, or maybe Eric Ten Hag's system for Manchester United is different for Louis Enrique's system for Spain. Yeah, and the reason I think, sorry, yeah. no, no, sorry. The I think yeah, the comparison yeah. is somewhat valid, is because I think they both are possession first managers. I know they're not exactly the same as each other. The way they hold possession mm-hmm. isn't the same, but they're both play both managers that rely on their defenders having a lot of the ball and therefore needing an outlet behind them occasionally when they get stuck yep. in trouble. Sorry, go on, Alex. I just, uh, this this thing about David De Gea, and you're right about getting someone in, maybe Ten Hag, again, you look at United's squad and without even going to a training session, you can go in need a midfielder. Like, you can look at that. Mm-hmm. Anyone can see that. I don't think you could say that about the goalkeepers. I think what maybe Ten Hag's going to do is go in and say, right, we're going to give them both training sessions. Let's see if they can do this. Give them pre- first couple of weeks of pre-season before we even fly out. Let's see how they get on in my training sessions, me running it, and then we'll see about it. If, if it doesn't work out, I've got two goal, you know, I've got two goalkeepers here. I'll probably figure out one of them. And David De Gea has proven in the past he's had these peak seasons. And hopefully, last season was a blip. Last season was like, you know, there's many players, Maguire, Rashford, Luke Shaw, that you're hoping is this was a problem last season, confidence was down, 
new manager comes in, everyone's a bit more settled. Maybe David De Gea steps up five or ten more yards just because, you know, the the coaches go, you can do it. Just trust yourself a bit more and there's a bit more instilled in him. I'm hoping that's the case. Or the other option is he goes in, he does a few training sessions and go, wow, we need to fix this. And then he does it. And I think that but I still think you can look at midfielder and go, I need a midfielder. I have to get a midfielder. We literally don't have anyone for that position, Whether whatever you're going to do. You know, Fred McTominay have been good at times, but you need to upgrade on that. We need a forward because we've lost about six, it feels like, in the past six months. You need a forward, but we've got two goalkeepers. We've got one in David De Gea, who's been amazing, and Dean Henderson's shown glimpses. I'll figure this out, start a pre-season. I think that's maybe where he's at. Uh, can you just have a look at the comments as well, John? <coughs> just uh, let us know what the, the general consensus is. Because do get involved in the comments. Let us know what you think about David De Gea, about the goalkeeping situation at Manchester United. Is it an issue? Mm. Do you think that it is a priority for Eric Ten Hag that's something that he needs to look at? Especially if you've watched the way that, as Joe was mentioning there, Ajax play and the possession style of football they've got. Do we need to address that goalkeeper? Or do you feel that David De Gea... Was a contender, if not one mm. of our player of the years. Well, it was. It won players. Yeah, he won players. Player. Player. Sorry, I knew he won one of them, and Ronnie won the other one, um, which is like his fifth one in seven years or something mm. stupid. So are we being a little bit harsh on him? What's and, the? Sorry, and again, go on. Go on. I've got the comments here, but to your point, Alex, maybe there is a scenario where De Gea can get better. I know yeah. he's not a young yeah. player, but maybe there's no emphasis on claiming the ball, on 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 passing the ball out, on 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 those sorts of things up until now. Maybe for managers saying you've got to do this or you're out. Maybe we'll get better. And Mark Hatton says, I don't think he had a good season as people think he has. He's made some good saves, but we've conceded the most goals in the Premier League era. Again, I know I'm making the point that I think, you know, there are better options. I don't necessarily think goals conceded is entirely or even that much on the goalkeeper. I think goals conceded is a... Is a the reason United went 14 games without conceding a goal wasn't cause, just because of Van der Sar. It was because of, you know, Neville... Vidic, Ferdinand, mm, yeah. and, and Evra. Um, so, or was it Neville there at the time? Whoever it was, it was the defence. Was it Raphael? Yeah. Last yeah. season, was it Raphael de yeah, Silva? Yeah. Um, um, but no, yeah, that's, right. that's the point there. Um, Daniel Kirk says, De Gea shouted at the defence many times this year, much more of a leader than Harry, distributed a lot uh, down to defenders, hiding, so don't get the De Gea hate. And I think that's a fair point. Personally, I don't think it's... I'm not trying to hate on anyone here. No, I don't no, think... Yeah. You know, I'm not saying sack him is shit. I'm saying I think football is moving in a direction that De Gea is struggling to keep up with. And I think the stats are now starting to show that sort of consistently. I um, mean, it is telling yeah. that when Pep went into City, his first big call was dropping Joe Hart and yeah. bringing in Claudio Bravo. That was the first... Because he didn't do it... I know there was times when Aguero didn't start against Barcelona or whatever, but that the backbone of that yeah, the title winning team was company, was Aguero, was David Silva, mm -hmm. even Yaya Sorry, I know things went south, but the big call he made, the first one was, right, Joe Hart's out. Brought in Claudio Bravo, it was a bit of a disaster. Yeah. And then replaced him with Edison. <clears throat> you know, he said, I'm going to replace my replacement. And the board were like, yeah, you can do what you want. And Go on. And that's the hope you want in Man United, is that... Ten Hag is allowed to make a decision where you can risk, you know, you, you mentioned those goalkeepers there, you could get someone for under 20 million quid. Even mm. Klopp did it, he brought Carrius in and, and, and brought him in. He wasn't, you know, the best goalkeeper out there, he got him relatively cheap. But with the thought of, okay, he'll do for now and, and could be our goalkeeper. And then if it doesn't work out, I'm going to spend big it's when awesome. the chance comes in, it's Edison or Allison. you bring that player in, hopefully that's one that you can do at United. That's what United have done worse than any other club. It's not just signing. It's making a mistake and getting, you know, Jose made his mistake with two centre halves. He bought what are the third? And we went, no, you can't do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We yeah. need to be able to go to Ten Hag, buy as a goalkeeper, 
maybe a bit better. You played out of the back. Didn't work. Okay, we'll buy another one. We'll mm. fix that. We've not done that for years. We well, did it with Oli, signed Wan Bissaka. And I think he wanted Trippier. I think he went, do you know what? I need to have a better football at right back. Got someone I can get for free or for 10 million quid. Let's just go and do it. Mm. And we didn't. We went, nope, you've got him and you've got the low fellow we bought as well. Deal with it. And I just think that that's what we've not done the last few years is taking a risk on a player, got someone in and then move on. If it doesn't work, get the next one in. It is um, difficult with De Gea, isn't it? Because of the emotional attachment as well. Yeah, of course. Because yeah. It's the, I always feel bad criticising De Gea because there's been a time when he's been... When you've had, I've had, you know, we've all done it on this channel and not even just on the channel, on Twitter or in the pub or wherever, where you've had those arguments with rival fans. And the one player we've often had who would get in mm -hmm. another player, another team has been De Gea. There's a time when he was the only one I could point out in my team, maybe Pogba, and go, he'd get in your team. Mm -hmm. So there is that thing where you think, you know, are we being a bit harsh on the Spanish David? Do you know what I mean? He's one of the only ones, only him and Phil Jones, I think, who've won a title with us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Ronnie as well, obviously, but, you know, sort of, he stayed straight through. So there is that emotional attachment, and there's the other argument of, you know, this is still a guy who has been a contender and has won players' player yet. It's just some of the games, some mm -hmm. of the games where I watched De Gea, I think you could have done better. Yeah. I, I do find myself saying that quite a lot with De Gea, mm -hmm. and there was a spell where, I never said it with him. No, Because he, 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 he did the opposite. Mm -hmm. I go, how's he save that? Yeah. You know, one-on-one -on -one or they're in the <coughs> six-yard box. You know, you remember the game against Liverpool, the nil-nil. Yeah. You know, we're saving with his legs from about three yards out. You're like, how's he manage that one? Um, whereas now you think, oh, I go back to that, I know it was a little, little while ago, but the 3-3 three, three against Everton, yeah. where, you know, he was at fault from practically all the goals. Yeah. And I think that was where Ollie went, I can't rely on this guy. Because mm -hmm. Dean Henderson, I've said this a million times, I'll say it again, David De Gea plays to the best of his ability. Dean Anderson gets nowhere near Manchester United's first team. He doesn't even... Look, he gets the Carabao Cup, mm -hmm. yeah? He doesn't get starting in the Premier League like he did. Like, he became our number one. That wasn't because Dean Henderson was so amazing that he was... Suddenly, all he was like, I've got to put this kid in. It was because De Gea's levels had dropped. And I wonder whether that's had a bit of a psychological yeah, effect yeah. on him is because you've been so good... So reliable, the, you know, one of the best goalkeepers, if not the best goalkeeper in the world, and all of a sudden you're getting dropped for a 23 or 24 year old, whatever he was, and you're suddenly second choice goalkeeper, despite the fact you're the highest paid goalkeeper, I think, on the planet. Yeah, it's got a yeah. stink. It has definitely. Um, and just before we move on, I just want to show this one picture. I know, and again, this is another negative picture, and I'm, I don't want this to just be, you know, we let's all hate David De Gea because no, that's no, not the case. No, yeah, no one hates David De Gea. Yeah. We're, 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 you know, we're huge. You're fans allowed to of him. An uh, analyze players' performances. Um, and again, I'm in we're introducing a concept here that you're going to love. I know this already. Go on. Expected passes. You lost me already. <laughs> right. Expect. I'll tell you what. So my life is... was a lot better before XG was ever a thing. So this is this. Uh, I know, but let's just have a Go look at anyway. So this is the idea of whether a pass, the difficulty of a pass being made or not. Right. So on the left there, you can see long passes. On the right, you can see short passes, right? At the top, right. a, a, play, a, a goalies who are good at both long and short passes, Handanovic, uh, Allison, Edison, people, you know, you watch them, you know they're good at short and long passes. Yeah. At the bottom is bad at both. Hell, he's Lurk, almost off the thing. Lurking, <laughs> lurking somewhere just yeah. off the scale yeah. is David De Gea. And this is more than 500 passes attempted, so it's not a, a small sample size. Uh, this is open playing goal kicks only. This is the accuracy and the, the completion of passes based on how difficult they were you know, deemed to have been. Right. David De Gea is at the bottom of both clipped and launched passes. Right. So, And you see that when you're watching yeah. play, the amount of times he gets the ball and loses it or puts it out for a throw-in or gives it, you know, yeah. this isn't surprising. But when you see the difference compared to, you know, 
Alison and Edison, who again, it feels like they'd both be at the top of that, and they actually are. It's not just a feeling thing. Statistically, his his distribution is is weak. I I mean that is, you know, it's not a pretty sight, and I feel bad for him looking at that because he's yeah. you know he's almost in his own little section. But step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing. The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I mean, you know, there is obviously, there's always been an issue, slight issue with David De Gea's uh, distribution. I will say this, though, in his, in his defense there. He's not helps out a lot of the time, is he? No. You know, I think more so than the, the, the crosses in commanding area, I can't blame the defence for that completely because there's an element of the goalkeeper has to do that. But in terms of distribution, some of our defenders, when he's got the ball, the movement is terrible. Well, and, well Notch and, here makes a great point, uh, but would that include moments when the defenders haven't made themselves available yeah. for a pass or a badly positioned for a pass? It doesn't include do that, like, so let's factor game, that in. Was it Everton at home? I, can't, yeah. I might be wrong. Everton at home where? feels like everything's Everton. Yeah, where <laughs> basically the crowd were fuming. There was no movement. In the end, he just started like booting it anywhere. Yeah. And it was like, and then he invited Lindelof or whoever it was to come and take for it. For a fight. For, yeah, so you can have it then. And then he was doing the same. And you're yeah. like, what is this? And this is the... And I might be wrong, <clears throat> wrong again. I feels like it's the Everton game. Forgive There's me, a lot of people say as well. How, same thing with the defenders. And, you, you know, Harry Maguire's got a lot of stick for what he does on the ball. And you kind of think, is it just people not showing for him? And the fact that we've never had that midfielder that wants the ball. We don't play with a midfielder that wants the ball. Even Paul Pogba... Those times, remember the run of games, I think he did it three times in a row where he's come back in between the, and yeah. lost the ball mm -hmm. and conceded goals. <laughs> Fred doesn't do it. McTominay doesn't do it. Matic does it, but, you know, couldn't you know couldn't run for most of last season. So that, that was no good. And is that, we've said all along, if you get that midfielder in there, well, De Gea can give it Maguire because Maguire's comfortable because he knows he can find it's, him. It's and Carl Ankermate doing point. that. So it's, 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 so, yeah. Everything's wrong Carl <laughs> all the way the through. The he said, if you look at the spine of the team, you've got, De Gea's probably the last goalkeeper you want behind someone like Maguire. Mm. And he's probably got Fred. He's probably the last midfielder you want in, some, in front of someone like Maguire. And then if, if you're going to play pressing, you probably... Ronaldo was the last person you'd want yeah. in front of Fred. It's like the, the, the way we were trying to play didn't make any sense yeah. with the players we've got. Because if you're going to do it like that, it isn't going to work. So I think you're right yeah. what you're saying. So I was stuck, sort of stuck with me what, uh, what Carl was saying that day. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, and again, let's not just completely... It's like David Hayer off. I mean, he's, he's a very good goalkeeper, yes. and, and he's he isn't helped by the players around him. No, he's so not. So maybe if we get the right players, he you know he he can show more of that passing ability. But that does need to improve. And I think someone mentioned in the comments that Courtois wasn't f far above him on on the short and long passing. Um, but Courtois offers other things, and you know he's just won the Champions League. And they don't they don't rely on that the same way. Real Madrid don't do that. No. It's this thing that that has been a bugbear man at Old Trafford this season, especially. It's just showing and wanting it, taking yeah. a bit of responsibility. Too many players just shirking responsibility and trying to sort of keep their own sort of corner of the world safe. Yeah. I think if I don't get this ball, if I just sort of stand behind this player, or if I'm not showing for it, or if I'm not running to, to, to demand it, then, you know, I won't get in trouble or everyone won't hate on me. And it's just not good enough. And, you know, one of the sort of most underrated attributes of Roy Keane, and I... If you want to see how good Roy Keane was at this, go and watch that match against Juve. It sort of goes under the radar. He always wanted the ball and he was brilliant at getting the ball 
off either the defenders or the goalkeeper mm -hmm. and turning that into an attack. Just yeah. with one, carrying it for five yards and finding a pass and then you're away. Just that little bit of thing where you go, okay, it's not an assist or a goal, so it's probably not up in your stats, but he's the one that does that arguably the most difficult thing. Gets mm -hmm. the ball when it could be dangerous and gets you going and makes yeah. it dangerous for the opposition. And I don't think we've got anyone at the minute who does that for Manchester United. No. I don't I don't think we've got a defender who does it. We used to have defenders that used to do it. They used to carry the ball out. Rio used to carry the ball out. Stam used to do it. We haven't got anyone who's doing that at the minute. I think Maguire's gone in himself a little bit, although he used to do it. We haven't really got anyone. You mentioned Matic. He's probably the best at midfield-wise. But again, you know, he's not here anymore, so that doesn't matter. And then you're not relying on your strikers to come and get the ball off the, the goalkeeper. So that is a big sort of problem we've got yeah. at Manchester United. Yeah, it is. Um, we've just got a few super chats. Sushant says, don't get the De Gea hate. Fan base has become too fickle. Goalkeeper is the least of United's problems as things stand. Keep up the good work, lads. Uh, Abinav Verma says, I mean, goalie is an issue. He's not physical from corners, but I'm surprised De Gea forgot how to pass. He used to know how to pass. Uh, and Abinav Kanagat says, uh, I think De Gea is a world-class shot stopper. With better defence, the stats will be better. He's not the best at spreading the ball, but who else have we got? Which again, you know, I don't, we haven't got, you know, no. I'm not saying Dean Henderson's much better, but... Um, maybe we just need to get someone else in. Uh, Rebecca Jado Sullivan said, it seems like people have forgot uh, Dean benched De Gea. The only reason De Gea got back into the squad was because Dean had COVID and long COVID, yet not a sniff this season. Interesting that he hasn't come back in at all because yep. uh, presumably he's recovered from long COVID now, I would, uh, I would assume and hope. Yeah, I mean, do you think maybe Ralph looked at him when, especially the dad, was it not the Derby game, the Middlesbrough game? I mean, he didn't yeah. do much wrong. We didn't do much right either, did it? It was like we we lost on penalties, and he didn't save any penalties. And yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not that's true. Not but they had like goal. two shots. No, I know, game. but yeah. I'm just thinking like the, the, yeah. that was probably maybe his chance to do something special yeah. and go hang on. Is what I'm about, and he just didn't do anything. He's not having to go to Dean Henderson. I don't I don't blame the goalkeeper for not saving penalties, but I just think I know you know Dean Henderson played. We got knocked out of the FA Cup by Middlesbrough. Maybe Ralph's gone. Well, you're not much much good. I think he just did that with everything. Just went. I'll just stick with this lot now. Is that enough? Can I just stop you saying? Go on, please do. Father's Day's around the corner, Jay. Yes, he says. Do you know what else is around the corner? Go on. My lawnmower 4.0 around oh, yeah. oh. the corner between my bum cheeks and my gooch, and that's where Manscaped come in, right? Yeah, because they're that. here to ensure that all father figures are looking daddy material this June, eh? Manscaped's performance package 4.0. That's one of the worst sentences I've ever <laughs> read out loud. I can honestly tell you. Did you say that you're looking daddy material, Jay? I don't <laughs> even know what that means. What is daddy material? I really should proofread these. <laughs> I mean, that's something that the game was about a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> Manscaped's performance package 4.0, which includes their signature lawnmower uh, 4.0, full enough, is the perfect bundle to tackle any and all old man hair. I'm doing that because it's in it, clothes. Yeah. Um, from head to toe, this right here is no dad joke. Mm. Treat him and yourself and join the 4 million men worldwide, yeah. which is about one in two, isn't it? Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Who trust Manscaped trademarks yeah. with this exclusive offer. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, you've got to use the code DEVILS20 at manscaped.com. Yeah. There should be a link in the description. It's um, an easy gift for, man it for, is. for Father's Day. It is. Quality gift. Like, just go, right, Dad, I know it's a bit personal, but there you go. So you sent out, fella. Yeah, you can really? because we've all had those You're back on the market. Incidents, aren't we? Accidents. Mm. Accidents and incidents. Yeah, 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 I nearly burned down the house once with lighting candles so I could see yeah. under my nether regions well, to, to shave. But thankfully, well, with, well, the, with the LED lights yeah. on the old 
performance package. Yeah. I don't need to light candles anymore. No. Or use torches. Honestly, yeah. some of the ways Alex has tried trimming his pubes in the past. Ridiculous. He, he tried to use it, an old French guillotine that was in a, in a, in a Madame Two Swords. Right. But he almost... He kicked oh, off that sword. He almost, <laughs> took, he almost <laughs> took his nuts off doing that. He also... Do you know, do you know that thing that, where you put the paper in at school and you slide it across and it cuts the what paper? What is that? What's it called? That? No, like I a lathe. Is it a lathe? It's a guillotine. A guillotine. A horizontal one. You tried using that as well? Yeah, he used to thread his... You know his butt hair into that, <laughs> and then side it across. That didn't work. Got no, kicked no. out of the art room yeah, for that. Yeah. Now he don't need any of that because no. he's got the lawnmower 4.0. They've also got loads of other stuff. They got, got boxes. The weed whacker. Got weed whackers. I'm at that age where I need the nose, ear and nose hair trimmer, yeah. weed whacker. Do you know what I mean? Because you can't let yourself go at my age. No, Come on. No. You've got the crop preserver, baldy old gym. We yeah. all need a bit of that. We've all smelled a lot better since we started using that. The toner, um, the performance boxer brief, yeah. uh, and a travel bag to hold. Just got all everything. All these goodies. It has got everything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like. Dads love the comfort, don't they? Yeah. But summer's here, you want to feel good down there, man. Do you know what I mean? You don't it's want getting to like... sweaty season as well. It is. Coffee, Reduce yeah, yeah. some surface area. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Get rid of it. I'm Trim telling it you, down. Man, we're going on a tour, aren't we? Yeah. And I'm not going near you if you don't look after down there. I will do. do. Me? I absolutely will do. You better add. Yeah. Because yeah. I'll smell, not because he do not want to touch it. Sexually. Yeah. No. Just the smell. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not going now. Head over to manscaped.com and use code DEVILS20. Link in the description for 20% off and free shipping. DEVILS20 at checkout. Your balls will Thank you. Thank you to your Manscaped. dad. Will thank yes. you well, as well. Yes. Yes. What? What? I, I did get me father. <laughs> I did get me father-in-law one. Did you? Thank me. Yeah. yeah. Did it? Yeah, yeah, How absolutely. did he thank you? Viewing party. Card. Send me some pictures of the finished article. Anyway, enough about my father-in-law's genitalia. Let's talk about goalkeepers. <laughs> should we talk about goalkeepers, yeah. or should we talk about Matic? All right. Let's not talk about oh, goalkeepers. Predictable transfer of all time. How good's that? Yeah, when he when he he knew that contract was run out, he was thinking, I don't even need to wait for the phone call. I'm already getting some red, white, and green underwear going. Yeah. I'm already getting ready for the Rome weather. Yeah. He knew it. Yeah. He already knew which coin shall I flick into the Trevi fountain. He was working that out before Jose had even rang him because this was so obvious, wasn't it? Yeah. Giving it that that reunion, that three union. That's the nah, third time he's yeah. been under Jose. I just came up with that then. Oh, well, well done. <laughs> do, do you think that'll be a good signing for them? Do you yeah, give definitely. a shit? Matic is a weird one for me <clears throat> because most of our signings post Fergie have been disappointing and poor. And he's not exactly shone, but I don't think his faults are, his, are down to him, if that makes sense. We just bought him when he was, you know, he's only had a couple of years left in him, didn't he, really? Yeah. Couldn't play week in, week out. I thought when he did play, most of the time he did a good job. Mm -hmm. And I think that was just a real shame that we didn't get him a few <clears> years earlier because we could have done with him. When he was sort of 26, 27, um, that that sort of period where you had Matic, Herrera, and Pogba in the midfield, when we won those 12 out of 14 games, whatever it was, was you know was as good as our midfields looked. And you look at how City have done things. Where they where they brought memory. Rodri in before they had to get rid of Fernandinho, mm. and the last two or three seasons they both played, and you've had Fernandinho playing 20, 20 games, twenty five games, starting some important ones. And we could have done that and kind of bed, you know, we're in this panic mode now where we've got no one, no, no midfielders at all. Mm. You're like, if you'd assigned someone lost two years this summer. If you'd assigned someone two years ago to go mm. alongside Matic, you could have took a <coughs> risk on someone who wasn't ready made or ready it's to go. That, isn't it? You forget that. We've lost hundred and forty million quids worth of midfielders. <laughs> like <Shit>. for now. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? What Mata Matic Pogba? Oh, I forgot about Mata. If you can class him, yeah, I suppose you can class him as a midfielder. Sorry, I stand corrected. We've lost two hundred million pounds worth of midfielders for now. 
funny, isn't it? Hey, it is funny if you're a City or Liverpool fan, <laughs> not if you're a United And one. Matt is the only one that's won anything. Oh, no, Pogba won the two. two I saw well, a, so a tweet uh, earlier. Marcus Rashford is the only player left in the squad that started the Europa League final. I know. That's weird, isn't it? Because this is weird. Yeah. Do you know what? <laughs> I thought that was the dawn of a new era. Yeah, I thought, me too. Yeah, we're going to build on this. Yeah, yeah. Five years later, like we've won fuck all, and yeah. they've all fucked off. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. And all man, we spent about a billion quid in the process since then. Do you know what I mean? And right, most so of the players who got now wouldn't get into and, that team. Yeah. And, <laughs> how has that happened? Nicotero's going into Milan as well. I don't know where that's going The thing from. is, right, with Italian football, no disrespect mm. to it, but it is an outlier. You can't say... Like, I remember people going about Chris Smalling, right? Chris Smalling smashed it up at uh, Roma. He's doing great. And, rah, rah. and I, like, I liked Chris Smalling to a degree when he was at United. I didn't have an issue with him. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And then he came and played against United and he was terrible. Yeah. Do you mm. know what I mean? And you're like, that's why Chris Morgan's not at United anymore. Yeah. Because he's not at the standard we need. Because he has eight games out of the season. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, that was a reminder of why he's not still in a, in a United shirt. But he was shining. Alexis Sanchez is arguably the worst ever signing we've made. And he went to Inter and won a title. Mm. Lukaku, who, despite having relatively okay numbers, 42 goals in 96 appearances for United. did not his agent. No, I've, just, I've had this argument so many times. <laughs> scored <laughs> nine in times. his first 10 and then scored one in his next 10. That's that sort of thing. Love that from yeah. Jay. So... He he didn't live up to expectations. Goes to Inter, mm. smashes it, gets loads of goals, and wins the title. Didn't he get the, the, the record for most goals in a debut season in the Serie A? He beat just, Ronaldo. Yeah. yeah, it was <laughs> like, you can't argue with those numbers. No. So I always think that Italian football, it's not something where you can go, oh, look, Ashley Young's really good now. Let's get him back. It's not like that, no. is it? No, no, no not it's not. And, and I don't think him being successful at Roma, you will see people, you will yeah. see people saying, we should have offered him a contract. I've we seen people like deal. you had the, the picture or whatever of Young, um, Sanchez, Lukaku, and saying like, "Imagine if we still had these." I think, what are you on about? No, I'd rather not. No, like they didn't leave because you know they couldn't resist the law of inner. They no. left because they weren't good enough for us. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like we had an eighty million pound Lukaku sitting on the bench when everyone was fit or out on the wing. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Sanchez. Ollie's first decision was basically, you're not playing for me anymore. Do you know what I mean? So, like, let's get a little bit of You miss him every day, don't, they? don't you, though, Sanchez? I can't believe how bad he was for United. I can't. I, I, do you know what it was, right? You know you got to blame for that, don't you? Ronaldo. No, Matteo Damien. What <laughs> on, then. <laughs> what? Right? Go it's on. It's not his fault. In fact, you can blame Louis van Gaal. Do you remember we went to Arsenal? We were top, I think we were top of the league or we were near the top. And Matteo Damien, I think, played at left-back, didn't he? Or he played right or left-back. I think it was left-back. And Sanchez absolutely just destroyed. Yeah, he scored two in the first like twenty yeah. minutes. Yeah, destroyed. Oh, and we're three 0 down after twenty five yeah. minutes. And everyone was like, "Oh my god!" And it wasn't just a case of Damien's having a stinker. It was like, "This kid's amazing." Right. And then we, off the, I think, off the back of that, we thought, "Yeah, do you know what? 
he's worth the seven million pound a day we're going to give him. And also City wanted him. So that's our, that's our tactic, isn't it? That's, City want him, get him. That continues to be United's transfer policy yeah. to this very yeah. day, by well, the way. City want Fred, Wait, City get him. him. Okay. City want Maguire, get him. City want Ronaldo, get, get him. him. Yeah. That's, literally, that's literally it. Yeah. You want Sanchez, yeah. we'll have that. Yeah. You want Fred, Where you want Sanchez Ronaldo, you want play? City, get him. Yeah. Like, and we somehow miss out on all the good ones. <laughs> Oh, no. Rodri, what? No, leave him. Good. We nearly got him. Oh, no. Cancelo, no, I don't want him. Oh, Gary Neville's like, get him. He's really good. Shut up, you. Yeah, what do you know? You're yeah. shit at managing. Yeah. Um, Donny van der Beek is someone I want to talk about. Here we I, go. I, um, I referred to you this morning in my This news. is Fabrizio Romano. Go on. You you have a very good point or analogy or whatever you want to say it uh, that I, oh, I used. Not like where me. you said that. I, I didn't. I wouldn't say Donny van der Beek is a cult hero. I don't think that's right. No. But he has a section of the fan base, and I think you said in the past. And forgive me if I got this wrong, because this is what I said this God. morning. That it's like Marshall FC have now got a new poster boy. Yeah. In that Donny van der Beek. Yeah. Has this sort of section of the United fan base who are convinced he's the answer to our problems. Yeah. And the downtrodden sort of, Messiah. Yeah. 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 And it's like, and if you have a see them in a, a, at the gate, some of the game who's chanting his name or online, it's like Donny van der Beek. Mm. He's the one. Yeah, there's always a feeling? there's always a downtrodden messiah yeah. who isn't being treated fairly, who's yeah. had their career ruined by United, and uh, if only they got the respect they deserved, would be world class, and we'd all see how they're the best player in the world. Marshall was it, uh, Don is it. I, I don't know who it is at the minute. It might still be <coughs> Donny. It used it? to be Andreas Pereira. So all the people Pereira, need to, yeah, he had Pereira a Pereira was bit definitely it. Angel Gomez was it for a bit. Yeah, Angel Gomez was, was like, it for a few team. weeks. He's the creator. He'll do everything. <laughs> yeah. Do you it's know what like, the someone. thing? It's like the thing with Donny Van der Beek. And I like Donny Van der Beek. He's, he's all right. I'm not. I, I don't know whether he's good enough. Well, or not. let me just get Go this on. tweet from um, Fabrizio Romano, who said uh, Eric Ten Hag has told. Uh, sorry, has Donny Van der Beek in his plans for next season as things stand? Uh, been told he's now expected to play a role in the Manchester United team. So this is off the back of the 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 idea that Ten Hag is basically saying, "I know him. I like him. He's coming back." It, do you know what the, the, the sort of the, the, the little sentence that does a lot of heavy lifting there? Though, as things stand. Oh. Because as things stand, we haven't gone and bought another midfielder or another attacking midfielder or another player that could potentially go in your position. You haven't had a proper look over some of the other players that are available. You, yeah. you haven't had a, a training session with them all. So as things stand, yes, that's a player you know and who did a very good job for you, Ajax, yes. who's still you know relatively young. But you might see him in a shirt for United against a Premier League opposition, or you might see him in training, or you might buy some other players, and then that changes. So mm. I don't know. I don't know whether the, you can sort of... You're not, you, you, you're not speaking like someone who thinks Donny van der Beek is the answer to United's problems. I just feel like with Donny van der Beek, there's, there's this sort of thing of like... And we, we do it all the time at United. I don't even necessarily think... It's like with signings. We have these signings that aren't good enough. I'm not saying he isn't good enough, but just hear me out. We have these players that you think are at that level and we need them there. But what happens is the team gets below that level and all of a sudden they're the answer to everything. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like Ruben Neves, we've been linked with him. Do I think Ruben Neves is good enough? No. But we won't buy anyone and he gets to the point where, well, he's better than McTominay to get him. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like that. And I think with Donny van der Beek, we've seen glimpses. You can argue he's not had a decent run in the team. But I feel that when he has had those opportunities where you think this could be it for you, mm. you know, Leicester in the FA Cup or Leicester in the league, and he does, he's just not quite taking it. And it is tough because you do need more than one or two games, and there has been games where he's done well. But I just feel like he's not quite 
done enough where you go, get him in, he's got to go in. And it's not necessarily his fault. I just think sometimes it's comical. I remember at the, mm. on the, at the, the Manchester Derby, oh, everyone, you were there, weren't you, in Seattle Everyone Everyone's singing his name, right? Don't even debate, don't even debate, don't even debate, right? <clears throat> Constantly for about half an hour. He comes on, his first touch of the ball, he lays it on a plate for Phil Foden, who thankfully misses. Mm. And you're like, well, what's all that about? But, you know, it's that thing of he's the answer. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying that's what he normally does. He's normally a lot better than that. But my point is, a lot of fans are putting it on him, I think, because we're watching Dross. Mm. And you think, well, he can't be much worse. Yeah, well, that's that argument. It, he's better than we've got now. Mm. Doesn't mean... I mean, maybe because he's already in the squad, it's a slightly different concept of, you know, we don't have to go out and spend money on him now. I know we have done already. But he's better than we've got now. Yeah. It doesn't mean he's as good as we need him to be. There's there's another layer we can be looking it's, at here. We need yeah. someone that is as good as the players we're trying to beat, not yeah. as good as the players who are there now. Just because Fred and McTominay aren't good enough doesn't mean we should buy someone that is 5% better than them because, no. well, they're better than them. Yeah, he is, but he's not as good as Rodri. He's not as good as you know the no. players at Liverpool. We need players that good, it's, not just slightly better than the substandard players we currently have. It's annoying as well because he went to Everton and we spoke to Matt Jones, <coughs> didn't we, from the Blue Room. I mentioned this again this morning. Who was raving about him? He said, Donny van der Beek's class. You know, he was, when I watched him, I, I can't believe, you know, United have let him go almost. But I think he missed eight out of 15 games in the Premier League for him. So obviously, you know, he, he played less than half the games he was available for because of injury. Mm. And that's a bit annoying because he, we could have done with him going there and settling this argument once and for all. If he plays 15 games for Everton and he plays well and you go, he is Premier League quality and he's in a team that Everton is struggling, get him in our team. Get him surrounded by likes mm. of Bruno and um, and Ronaldo and Sancho. And let him show us what he can do there. But th he's not answered anything. No, because he's not played. I think so. that one, one thing Ralph said all the way through was a load of these players aren't physical enough, and that's not just tackling. And but Donny van der Beek getting injured, you know, having eight games out kind of thing for that. That's you can't have that when you're trying to get a run in the team. No. And also. You know, how many City Liverpool players get injured? It's not a lot. And some it of it's happen. bad luck, but yeah. unfortunately, that's it. And, yeah. and like Jesse Lingard had an unbelievable loan spell at, at West Ham. Didn't mean he got back in the squad. No. no. You, you know, look at that loan spell, you think you have got to put him back in the team. Yeah. yeah. And yet he didn't. Um, who's your Wally of the Week, Jay? <sighs> I mean, is, I it, always... is it former Prime Minister Boris Johnson? I don't, is he, is he going to, does it matter this vote and no confidence? He'll probably still survive, won't we? Um, Come back to me. Do baggers first. I'm gonna have to Alex. Have, have a think. There's a couple of concerns. Gonna have to go. Yours in the comments for well. the golfers that are doing this Saudi. Essentially, Super League for golf. They've right. been okay. paid up by Saudi and done that. It's greedy. I don't get it. You get a load of money playing good golf on the PGA Tour, and they decided, no, I'm just gonna go and do this Super League style thing. Guaranteed cash, guaranteed bonuses, and it's all a bit mad. And how it's been, you know, there's half the reporters really going into the, you know, the size of it with Saudi Arabia and stuff, and the rest of them just going. Well, they need to be able to earn as much money as they can, and that's just there's no balance with it. It's the same thing with again, similar to Newcastle ownership, all that kind of stuff. And but this whole Super League format, I don't think is right for any sport. So it's just ridiculous. Um, can I read you a sentence, and you can work out, um, you can guess who I'm talking about, and therefore my ball of the week. Yeah, go on. Go on. Former Liverpool star explains why Manchester United should have hired England boss Gareth Southgate. Over Eric Ten Hag as their new manager. That, Danny that would be Danny Murphy. That would be yeah. Danny Murphy. Actually, I've already yeah. quote tweeted it. Well, I didn't quote a screenshot of it because I won't give him the clicks. Yeah, um, you've beat me to it. I was society thinking, does he make the cut? Because that is just nonsense, isn't it? Mm. Like 
you know, Gareth Southgate, yeah, get him in because he's done, you know, that well with England. Also, like, don't I wouldn't even judge. I think he's done better for England than a lot of people want to admit. But he's not that good as a club manager. No. They're two different things. He got relegated in Middlesbrough, didn't he? Yeah, he? and you have Danny Murphy no saying all he was at the top level. Depth. He's never what, proven himself Danny, to be a top um, manager at any club. Just, just mad in it. Just like I would hire Gareth Southgate for Man United over Ten Hag. What are you talking about? Because he manages about based names. on what? What? Just so silly, so yeah. stupid. Uh, can I? I'm sorry to do it because I don't like giving him attention. I've blocked him. He's not blocked me, but I blocked him. Cause can we guess who it is? Yeah, if you want. Trump. No, he's not on Twitter anymore. Him. Neil deGrasse Tyson. I'll give you a clue. It's someone Steve used to slang off constantly. Oh, Piers Morgan. Yeah. Mm. Like the whole, just get over Meghan Markle, man. It's like, hard, seriously. It? It's well odd. Stop yeah. it. Like, if that was my daughter, I'd be going out of his house. What, like, if Piers Morgan was your daughter? Yeah. If yeah. that was my daughter, would you know, seriously be having a word with myself, to be honest, if you're spawning that absolute specimen. But he's just obsessed. It's weird, isn't like, it? And it's, it's not weird. even like it's like, it's a little bit odd now. It's do you know just what, ridiculous. Do you know when you see headlines in the newspaper, and I'm going to go a bit crass here, go but on. when you see headlines such as, I don't know how to phrase this without just getting in the real dog weeds on, here. We're in the dirt. But I like, I'll now. just do it in a yeah. sort of, in a theoretical sense. It's uh, anti-ex-protester caught doing X. Yeah. It happens all the time. Anti-abortion, anti this, and it's yeah. like, has caught, you know, making their mistress have an abortion. This, it's getting to the point with Piers Morgan where he loves her. Yeah. The only explanation of how much he gives a fuck about everything she does, and he slags her off all the time, he could not fancy her anymore. No. That is it. That is yeah. the only explanation. Because if it was a person that you really gave this much of a shit about, you, you can't l care this much about someone you don't know that doesn't care about you, that has no Im impact on your life, unless you love them. No. I, honestly, I honestly can't imagine it's anything other than no, that. I think how you're can right. you care? No. If I hated Meghan Markle, i just ignore her. And it's like this sort of false equivalency. Like... Oh, Meghan and Prince Andrew brought shame and embarrassment to the Queen. No, they've both not done the same. No. One's being black and the other one's a nonce. Yeah. That's the difference. <laughs> the question is, Jay, which is worse? <laughs> like That's literally Piers Morgan's life. <laughs> Here's the question for everyone. What's worse? Marrying a black woman yeah. or fiddling children? That's honestly his mm, thought. I can't decide. No, he can't. Like, what are you on about, it's, bro? It's not the same thing. No. Stop putting him in the same sentence. It's unbelievable. Right, that is literally what he says. Her Majesty's got a lot to deal with this year. With yeah. Prince Andrew and with Meghan. Yeah. What? I know. Like, what are you on about? It's just nonsense. And yeah, he's obsessive. He's weird. And I'm not going to say anymore because I'm yeah. probably already legally nah. questionable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck's sake. It's like saying... Fauci and Shipman were both doctors. Yeah, yeah, well they, yeah, they yeah. were, but they didn't yeah. do the same thing. <laughs> they both a thought. Yeah, there you just go. putting it out there. Yeah, exactly. Don't shoot the messenger. Yeah, like, our doctors the problem. Yeah, our murderers are the problem. Um, thanks to everyone who got involved in the comments and the chat. Uh, make sure you are hitting like, share, and subscribe. Alex Bagley, where can people find you? Twitter baggers underscore Alex. Twitter. Twitter. That's where you can find him. We went proper man then. I like it. Uh, Joe Smith, where can people find you? What's Joe Smith, 93 on Twitter or uh, on the Sloppy Joe's podcast. Check it out on YouTube. Yeah, make sure you're checking out these two guys. You know where to find me. This has been the Paddock Podcast. Big thanks to Manscapes as well for sponsoring us. And thanks to you lot for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. Judy. <laughs> 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.